0: Welcome to the Let's Talk BS Podcast. I'm Brian.
1: And I'm Sophia. And we're coming to you live from the
0: 757.
1: Good morning, Brian.
0: Hey, how you doing? Good morning.
1: I'm doing pretty good today.
0: That's good. That's good.
1: That's I good. got a very uh long week this week. Yeah. So yeah. Just oh my gosh, I'm looking at myself in the um in the camera and I look so light. Yeah, the lights <laughs> is bright <laughs> today. <The laughs>
0: lights is bright.
1: Oh my goodness. I look yeah. almost pale. And yeah. I'm definitely not pale. But um yeah, so this past week, trying to think what happened to me this past week. What's been going on with you?
0: Yeah, so last week, um, I made some brisket. Some banging oh, brisket. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um I got it from the farmers market. It's a farmer's market we typically go to. We either go to the one at the ocean front or we we'll go to the um the one in Norfolk.
1: I never been to like a a farmers market that sells meat.
0: Yeah, you should go. I mean, they got they sell a lot of stuff. I mean, it's got food trucks there. I mean, they sell vegetables, meat, um like you got people that sell like honey, soaps, butter, I mean, lotions. Oh, I did go to the I farm mean,
1: off of uh, Mount Pleasant and got some honey butter. That was good. Then I made some biscuits and I put it on there. It was that real sound good. good. Yeah. That
0: sounded real good. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, nah, they, uh, farmers Market is dope. Like, I, you know, I always try to support local. So that's what I did, yeah. just different local vendors coming. Um, so I got some brisket and made it, uh, this past weekend or last you did weekend. did it on a
1: Saturday?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did because this was actually Memorial Day weekend. Right. So I actually did it on Sunday. So, oh, okay, okay. yeah, yeah. I got Saturday, I'm, excuse me, Saturday we went to the farmers market and I actually made the brisket on Sunday. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, so yeah, it was Memorial Day weekend last weekend, so it was cool.
1: So you um, did you grill on the same day that your son had his recital?
0: I did, I did, um. yeah, yeah. So I, uh, excuse me, I woke up early that morning, um, put the brisket on the grill like 6 o'clock in the morning, um, smoked it for about about 7 hours, I want to say to like 1, 1.30, and then um, I wrapped it up. I put it in this wrap that I uh, do, um, this is wax wrap paper, and then uh, put it back on the grill for like 2 hours, and then um, I took it off right before we walked out the door. His recital was at four on um, on Sunday, so I took it off like three thirty, right before we left out the house. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, put it like in a cooler, and I just let it kind of cool down, let the cooking process stop for like an hour or two. Mm-hmm. So when I got home, we ended up eating, and it was delicious. It was I made one during um, I made one during New Year's, and uh, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I think I. Cooked it a little bit too long, but this one was juicy. It was good, man. It was really, really, really good. Like, the mm-hmm. kids ate it up. I remember I had a brisket the next, like, two or three days. I had maybe, like, brisket sandwiches. I had some Hawaiian rolls. I threw it between some Hawaiian rolls. Oh,
1: man. I love pulled beef. Like, beef. Not mm-hmm. pulled pork, but, like, beef when it's shredded up. With, yeah. like, barbecue on those Hawaiian rolls. Yeah. That's, like, my my stuff. Yeah, my yeah,
0: yeah. I love that, too, man. That, I mean, I love... I mean, you put it honestly, you put anything between them Hawaiian rules, for the most part, it, it is pretty good. You yeah, know what I'm I did
1: that for Jada's. So we had, like, a, a get-together for Jada's birthday a couple years ago, and I bought, like, a bunch of Hawaiian-themed stuff. So I had, like, lace. I had these clips. I had, um, like, a Hawaiian background that you could take pictures in front of. Yeah. I had, like, the Hawaiian skirts for the girls. Oh, wow. I had the skirts for the tables and stuff like that. And our food was the... The Sliders okay, beef sliders, yeah. And then I did mac and cheese, watermelon,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um, I also had these pineapple cups. So, like, you know, how when you go down to on vacation and they got these extravagant cups that they give you when you order your alcoholic drinks, yeah. So, I had basically pineapples, treat not trees, not um, pineapples, but um, palm trees, okay, um, cups for the kids or whatever. So, it was. It was pretty cool, along with her cake and stuff. So
0: that's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. So we did the did the brisket. Like I said, it was a it was a hit in the house. So everyone liked it. Um, my son had his recital as you mentioned um, that Sunday. He did yeah. a great job. I was mm-hmm. so proud of him. Uh, he was nervous as I don't know what. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how in your children you see a lot of your similarities, yeah. of like yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's one thing about me um, that I'd get nervous. And so I, when I get nervous, I start to kind of like do other things because I'm like trying to get my mind off of what I'm getting ready to do. And he's so like me when it comes to those types of moments. Anytime there's something like fun that he really wants to do yeah. or just something that, you know, he doesn't know or he's just unfamiliar with. Um, he gets so nervous and the way that he expresses it is so funny to me. And so... You know, that day, he was so nervous. He was jumping around, bouncing around, and just trying to get that nervous energy out of his system. And so when we got there, it was a lot different because normally when he does his practicing on his piano, it's just him and the teacher. Yeah. Um And maybe just, you know, me, Brooke, or, you know, Sloan. This is us right there, right? Yeah. And it's in our house. So um, the recital, I mean, mind you, you know, the teacher, she teaches, I think it was like 20 different kids that she does this with. So all the kids that she teaches was there with their parents. So, I mean, you, ha- you have this, like... like auditorium room with like 40 to 50 people in there and so you're on stage it's just you the lights are shining on you and so he was like nervous Uh, it was funny so the kids went up there and did some little practice beforehand and he was even nervous to go up there and practice he was like man and then when he was on the on the piano he was like looking around playing the piano like looking at what was going on and stuff it was just funny man but he did a great job he did he did a really, really good job so I'm super proud of him um, for that, that was his first type of thing like that. He's done other different things with his school, but outside of school, like his first like recital type of thing was pretty cool. Um, so I had
1: the total opposite of that. My daughter was sick. She had, she ended up having strep throat. So oh, we man. ended up going to, um, urgent care on Monday on Memorial's day mm, Okay. and, um, got there. She had complained about having a sore throat. She, she was fatigued and she was, um, throwing up. And so I guess throwing up is a is one of the symptoms when it comes to having strep throat, which I did mm. not know. That was a new one for me. Okay. But we got there, um, they they prescribed her an antibiotic. Within twenty four hours, she was back to herself again. It was crazy. Oh wow. Yep. So she was the only one sick. Mm. Um, everybody else is fine. Nobody got sick after that. It was crazy. It's it just is crazy. crazy how like we all around each other. But I also like told her, I was like, don't touch nothing. Stay where you at. If you need <laughs> something out the refrigerator or common areas like I'll get it, and then I told her, you know, she was only dedicated to use one of the bathrooms. Yeah, she couldn't go bouncing around between the three. She had to stick to that one. Then I made sure nobody used that bathroom but her until she was back better. And then we went and sanitized everything. So we just yeah. kind of like quarantined her in her own little way. Yeah, she wasn't in her own room, but she 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 actually. Did everything in the living room. It was crazy. Okay. Like she slept in the living room. She wouldn't oh, get she up. Oh, she did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I was like, all right. I was like, oh, no, no. Then she slept on like the the reclining couch. You know, to me, reclining couches are not comfortable to sleep on. They're comfortable to like sit and maybe and take lean a nap back and maybe take a nap. Yeah, yeah. But to go to sleep for the night, mm mm. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah so. She didn't even go to my other couch because I have another couch that is comfortable to sleep on and she mm-hmm. didn't go in there.
0: Wow. So. Wow. That's interesting. That's interesting. man. Yeah. I um
1: and then we we also went shopping because she got her um dance coming up on the tenth. And okay. so we got her dress um before her symptoms got really bad when she was just like, Oh, I feel kinda funny. You know how at the beginning stages you can still function? Yeah, yeah. So we went, got her dress and all of that stuff before everything really set in. And um, that was pretty much it. That was my whole weekend, just trying to make sure she got better, trying to keep her, you know, afloat, Okay. I guess you could say. Yeah.
0: And yeah, definitely, man. I'm sorry to hear that she wasn't uh, wasn't feeling the greatest. on know how that can go, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah. She better
1: now. Yeah, so that's good. That's good. <laughs> that's good. I um. By Tuesday she was fine. She, she feeling good, better. Really. Yeah. Like she. Yeah, like a we two went, two
0: down two days. Yeah, that's what sounds yeah. about right. Yeah, 48 yeah. hours.
1: Yeah, yeah, she was fine. So soon she got the antibiotic, I remember her taking, as soon as we left the doctor, she took a dose. I was. We went straight there, and we took a dose right away. I had her double up. So you know how usually they say take two doses in one day? Yeah. But ain't nothing wrong with doubling up on a dose, like, within, like, three or four hours. You know, it ain't going to kill okay. you. Okay, okay. So we did a double so that dose gonna that kill you. Day. Okay, that's how dangerous. No. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, because if, you, if, if you've ever, well, you've probably never had to take an antibiotic, like, in your adult years, maybe. I don't
0: don't really do medicine like that. So
1: So I, um, especially when, for me, I have more of a, um, more experience in allergy medicine. So like Mm -hmm. I've broken out in hives to where they, they double down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like in that, on the first day and Mm -hmm. then they'll be like, go, go to your regular (laughs) scheduled routine after that. But the first day they'll like give you double just so you can like get into your system and work better. But that makes sense. Yeah, and then I, I had a severe sore throat last year to where my sore throat I basically closed up my throat, and I couldn't even really talk. Dang. And so... You
0: know what? I actually remember that. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And so
1: I went to the hospital, and they double-dosed me with uh, um, antibiotic when I was there, before I even left. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Hers uh-huh. wasn't as bad, because she got her tonsils removed, so it was kind of like
2: mm-hmm.
1: not as swollen. It gotcha. was just hurting when she swallowed, so... Gotcha. TMI, but yeah. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. I, um... So, I guess the wrap-up Memorial Weekend. So, Sunday, obviously, was the recital and the brisket. Mm-hmm. Um, Monday um, morning, I actually went and hoot with the fellas, man. I got uh, <laughs> not the same guys I typically mention that live in my neighborhood, but I got a couple other guys that, you know, I pretty much, I wouldn't say grew up with, but I met them, you know, right after high school. Um, so, you know, right in my adult slash professional yeah. um, time frame. And, you know, we went to the same church and worked out together and all that. And so... Every time we get together, it's always, you know, basketball is brought up because we played basketball numerous years, numerous years. And then two of us, you know, actually played high school basketball, me and my buddy Terry, who's actually our assistant's boyfriend. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's pretty big guy, six foot four. He's a pretty tall guy. Um, And he's good at basketball, too. He's really good. And so our other buddies, Tyrone and Jerome, um, I think we were – this was in April. So I think this was around Easter. Uh, I know it was near my daughter's birthday, and I think both of our daughters have birthdays around that same time. My buddy Jerome, his daughter, my daughter. So we were at their house, you know, doing, I think, an Easter egg hunt or a birthday or something. And then uh, the conversation got sparked, like, hey, when's the last time we actually hooped? And we started talking about that, and they was talking junk, talking about they always beat us. So I was like, oh, man, so – he was like, yeah, we got to play again soon. And so Terry sent out a text and a group text with us four. It was like, yo, y'all y'all free Memorial, Memorial Day? Y'all off? And all of us was like, yeah. And so we met up at the gym and played played six games, and we dusted those dudes off, man. We beat them um, six games to zero. And I ain't going to lie, I hadn't played ball in about two years. I was killing. Like, mm. I mean, it was I, – I felt like – I don't know. I felt like I was in rare form, man. I was I was playing very well that day. You felt um, like you
1: was 18 all over again?
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, I felt just like that. I mean, and the guys was like and it was even mad and stuff. It was funny. They was talking to each other. Well, who guard him? You guard him. No. You guard him. I'm like, I'm just over here laughing at him. It was just funny, man. So we played a little That's played funny. a little played a little ball on um yeah. on Memorial Day, man. Got a good work in and then um after that I sped home because we went to go see um, the Little Mermaid movie. Um, yeah,
1: we still haven't went to go see that. The, the movie yeah. theater has been packed. Yeah, yeah, like, it was packed that day. They I actually have been looking at it, looking at it for like this weekend, mm-hmm. and it was still every theater yeah, was packed. Yeah, because yeah, because kids now are
0: getting out of school. Because the weekend I went was the first weekend it came out, and so we went. You know, obviously. Um, on a holiday, which you know a lot of kids were out yeah. of school that day, so it was packed. I remember because we went to eleven o'clock showing, mm-hmm. so it was the very, very first showing that morning, right? No,
1: the, the at Edinburgh.
0: Yeah, for that it, particular they day, had, um,
1: they had a nine thirty. They
0: got, I know they got one, but it just that that Monday, that oh. particular day, yeah, they didn't. They, that was the first showing. They told us that was the first showing of the oh. day, and they said that they had ran out of chicken the night before because the movie, that movie had been so packed and so many people have been there, so. The food we ordered, they didn't have chicken in it or whatever. Yeah. So um but yeah, it's been it's been a lot of uh, uh you know, it's, it's been packed. I mean, like I said, the movie was very And then packed it and didn't work.
1: make it any more, better that uh Spider Man came out yeah. the very next weekend. Yeah, so yeah this past it's weekend, yeah. Even, so with The Little Mermaid, I think that they moved The Little Mermaid to the side because I, I noticed that all the theaters were smaller. Because we do cinema, too, Cinema Cafe, so you can actually see the seating. Yeah. And all of the theaters now that that the uh, movie is in is the smaller ones, and then Spider-Man has the bigger ones. <laughs> yeah, makes sense.
0: But, yeah, the movie, yeah. Was, the movie was good, man. Um, I can't wait to see it. Don't yeah. tell me about it. I'm not going to tell you. It was just really good. Um, it was really, really good. My kids, it's a little longer on the long end, so... My daughter, she was locked in, but my son, you know, because the movie was like two and, two hours and 15, two, two hours and 20 minutes, I want to say. Mm-hmm. So, like, about with, like, 30 minutes left, my son was just like, Dad, he was itching. and he, They both had to go to the bathroom numerous times. I, I counted at least three times they we went to the bathroom. So, I was like, man... Um, but yeah, it was really, really good. It was really, really good, yeah. man. My uh, angle, I ain't gonna put Brooke out there, but she was uh, got a little tears in her eyes too during the movie. But she wasn't the only one in the movie theater crying though. So, uh,
2: but it was definitely <laughs> one of
0: those, you know, tear jerker type of movies. I would say. Yeah. Uh, but everybody awesome. knows a Little Mermaid story, so it was the same thing. It was just you know the acting and it's, just kind of the moments and the music and all that yeah. can get to you. So, yeah. so
1: I was watching. I, I was online, and this lady was like. Um, basically saying that she didn't like the fact that Ariel gave up her voice <laughs> to a man and, like, had this big, huge thing about the Little Mermaid. And instantly I went to the comments because I was thinking to myself, like, has she never seen the original? Like, that's exactly what happened. That's happens. a storyline, yeah. yeah. in and a storyline. Yeah, I told you people would just be finding um, stuff to
0: get mad at, man, just to try to pick a fight. Yeah, you know just to saying? pick a fight, exactly.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, that was um, interesting to see, you know that come up It was just like really? Like you yeah. just trying to be heard for yeah. no reason yeah. Like, yeah. just trying, trying to spark
0: to up yeah it's probably somebody who don't get talked to that much so she just wants yeah. somebody to start talking to her or just yeah. talking you know on her it post or whatever because yeah. everybody
1: shot her down in the comments it was so funny because all you could see is is has she not like seen the original like yeah. that's what happens like you want you want to change the whole story like yeah. come up with be a movie writer like yeah. Anyway.
0: Yeah, doing the most.
1: The most. Yeah. All right, so that was our um week, guys. I mean, we were pretty much with the family, you know, yeah. for the most part. But um, funny thing too, oh, real quick, okay. I was
0: about to say, I'm sorry, I mean to cut you off. <laughs> funny thing, I remember too, my pops, man, uh, <laughs> he had me weak because you know, right, right before that week, we went to uh, Tux and Caicos, Brooke and I, and um, it was just funny because he wanted me to get some White Hennessy for uh for him
2: Mm.
0: and so you know most folks out there who who are familiar like you know you can't really get white white Hennessy stateside you know you typically got to get it um Mm -hmm. when you're like in the Caribbean or when you're out you know out of the country Mm -hmm. um at at the duty station there at the airport you know so um (laughs) he was warning he was like son he's like you give me as much as you can and all this or whatever I was like all right cool so when I got back, I told him how many bottles I got because I was able to only get a case. A case had four bottles in there. And so I told my dad, I was like, Dad, I'm going to keep one myself. And I was like, you can have the other three. And he was, like, so upset by that. Like, he was really wanting me to get, like, like I was smuggling White Hennessy across the line, across the borders. up. I'm like, he was, like, upset, like, for real. Like I could see his whole tone of his voice changed and... I was like, Dad, like, what? Well, I mean, what you want me to do? I already got luggage and stuff. You want me to try to carry these bottles? Like, what do you want me to do? You know what I'm saying? So, but it was, uh, it was just funny. I just wanted to, to, to share that. I, I don't really talk about my, my my pops and my mom that much on the podcast. But I just wanted to say that funny, funny little
1: story. That's so, hilarious. Yeah, that's hilarious. Well. Now we're going to jump right into exercise your knowledge. So during this segment, we ask you a mortgage-related question, and we want you to think about it, store the answer in your brain, and then later on we will reveal the answer. Once we reveal the answer, we'll see if your answer matched up with ours. So today's exercise your knowledge question is, are you allowed to pick your own appraiser when buying a new home using a lender?
0: it's a good question
1: yeah
0: it's a good question okay. yeah I've actually had that come up recently um and it comes up pretty frequently I would say more yeah. so recently I've had it come up um definitely and you know yeah it definitely comes up you mm-hmm. know everybody got somebody that they know um, that's in you know some type of construction appraisal something so you know are you able to actually use someone mm-hmm. as an appraiser that that you may know that you're familiar with that you know that would have your best interest at heart it's a good question-hmm
2: yeah.
1: All right. And then speaking of appraisals, we thought that today would be a great day to discuss appraisals. So yeah. first, I'm going to um, start off with go ahead and define what an appraisal is.
0: Yeah. So an appraisal is when you have a licensed appraiser, mm-hmm. um, go to a home and do an inspection of the home um, and then also draw up a report about the home. And then give their opinion of value of that said home. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, they take a look at a lot of the different things that are involved. They mm-hmm. take a look at the con- the condition of the home, right? right? So, you know, they'll say fair, above average, mm-hmm. below average. So they will look at the actual c- condition of the home at that particular time, mm-hmm. and they'll also take a look at the uh, recent sales. Yeah, the recent sales, right? And so they will look at the recent sales, typically within about a mile radius of that home. And then the, the houses that are yeah within the last six months to a year, um, and then it's also the houses that are very similar in, in size, right? So the mm-hmm. same amount of bedrooms, the same amount of square foot, uh, square feet, or the same amount of bathrooms. So that's typically what an appraiser does, and they send they send the report out um, and gives their opinion of value of the home. So they're a non interested party, yep. um, you know, okay. they're a third party. They don't know the buyer, they don't know the seller. Um, they typically do work depending upon what loan type. Um, you know, mortgage companies do have contracts with appraisal companies. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is something as far as that goes, but um, they're not trying to benefit us in any way. There's no benefit in us at all. Their job is just strictly to go to the home, look at it, yes. and give their opinion of value, yeah. period. No matter what price is on the contract, uh, what whatever has been worked out, whatever has been negotiated, th- their job is just to find what their opinion of value is at that time.
1: And then also a fun fact is is um, as mortgage bankers and loan officers, we're not allowed to have contact with the appraiser. Yeah. Now, there's some instances, and I when I say some, limited, very few, not many at all, where they would call us to ask a question if for some reason they're not getting the complete answer that they need. But typically, I don't. Th- I think. In the last two years, I may have talked to one appraiser,
2: Yeah,
1: you know, and and, I'm going to be honest with you, that one time that I did, it was on a refinance, so it was on something that the person already owned. It's not like they're, you know, really um, digging too much, like... I'm gonna say they're not doing their job but it's just it's just a different type of transaction because that person is already living in the home it's just it's coming from a different dynamic I haven't spoken to an appraiser on a purchase in years
0: yeah yeah it's funny so you know obviously I've been a mortgage loan officer for a while now so um, I remember when I first got into the industry it wasn't like that yeah. actually, um, we used to, like, I remember the office that I worked at and it wasn't anything that we were doing, you know, illegally, it was just the nature of how things were at that time. But, mm-hmm. you know, we used to talk to appraisers all the time. All the time. <laughs> I mean, like literally they would but show up ex- at the office, we would go get lunch with them, that's talk That's exactly to them.
1: why there were so many laws put in place because Correct. lenders or individuals would influence appraisers mm-hmm. to appraise properties for more than what they were worth. Correct. And so in return, that actually, you know, hurt the market. Because you have people buying home, in addition to the lender, you know, getting you into an adjustable rate, and then your mortgage payment um, increasing significantly after a certain amount of time. Then you had the appraiser going in and appraising the property way above value, so it was just an overall not great experience. And so they set, um, they put laws in place to eliminate that communication, so no party is influenced by the other.
0: Yes, the good old Dodd-Frank act is Mm -hmm. is, uh, is what came down. But yeah, like I said, I used to have conversations with appraisers. I mean, we used to go to lunch. I actually I remember there was a gentleman that I kind of wonder if he still is an appraiser, to be honest with you. I can't remember his name, but we used to go to lunch all the time. Like, yeah. he would sit me up. He would hit me up and say, hey, Brian, you ready want to go to lunch? And at this time, my office was in Norfolk, so there was, like, yeah. a lot of nice little eatery places um, near ODU. And so we would go there and eat lunch all the time. And he was actually a younger guy. He was probably, like, five or six years older than me at the time. He's probably, like, 26, 27. I was, like, 21, 22 so um yeah, it's, it, it, like you said, yeah. now it's it's not like that. I mean, we're not really able to have any conversations, which I understand. I, I actually think that's a good thing. You it know, what I mean, I think it's that's, that's one of those thing. good. You know, a lot of times when changes and 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 rules come down, sometimes we're you know we like oh man, I, you know I don't like it or whatever. Like I think that is really a good um, rule that came down to you know kind of make things where it's. It just, hey, Even that's, that's what it field, is. Yeah. yeah, it's no like, hey, so-and-so needs this, so-and-so is trying to persuade him here or there.
2: Correct.
1: It's just
0: let that person do their job. It's their opinion, and we're going to roll with
2: it. Correct, so, yeah. Yeah.
1: I thought I thought it was, I think it's a great thing, too. Yeah. Um, it kind of, it's just one thing that you don't really have to worry about. Yeah. Because... I don't want an agent calling me saying, "Hey, can you reach out to the appraiser and yeah, see if you can man. get an extra 20000 And that's the what value. they used to do. That's what and, they used to do. Yeah. You know, it, it's just it eliminates a lot of chaos. Yeah. So I actually don't mind the Dodd Frank Act. Yeah. Applaud to you. Thank you so much <laughs> for coming through in the clutch years, 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 and years ago. Yeah. Um. But another thing that um we want to really like dive deep on is the fact that. You know, when the appraisal comes in, right? It can either come in at value, it can come in above value, and it can come in below value. And so, when it comes, well, in... well, not
0: at, I wouldn't say value, say because um, value is what it is, right? So
1: at the oh, up sales price, yeah, there Sorry. you go. Yeah, it can either come in at the sales price, above the sales price, or below the sales Correct. price. Correct. Yeah. Okay, so if that happens and it's it meets the sales price So if you you know magic number purchase a house at 300,000 and the value comes at 300,000 then great you know you meet the minimum requirement that's all we need as from the you know as far as the lender goes Um, if you're above 300,000 so let's say your value comes in at 320,000 but you purchased the home for 300,000 then great you know you have equity in your property you're starting off great I mean that's like the best news. Yeah, that's the best you news. Know, yeah, that for you sure. Get is you us giving you that call saying, hey, we got your appraisal, and guess what? In addition to that, you're starting off with, you know, lots of equity because it's not as common for you to have that much equity. You know, sellers try to capitalize on as much as they can to get the most um, Correct. money and just into like, their pocket. And
0: just like anything, I'll give an example real quick. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, let's say... You know, most folks who that are, you know, listening this probably have bought a car or been around somebody who's mm-hmm. bought a car, right? Yeah. You know, a lot of folks are familiar with Kelly Blue Book, right? Yeah. Where you can mm-hmm. go online and look and see what, you know, how much the car is worth, right? Yeah. So that's that's basically a, a version appraiser. of an appraisal, right? <laughs> so that's them being able to give you what the, their opinion of the value is mm-hmm. at the time. So what Sophia just mentioned in that example, if you're able to go buy something that you can show, hey, that it's worth this, but you're getting it substantially less or less than what, you know, someone' opinion of value is, then yeah, that's a good deal, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if you see a car that, you know, Kelly Blue Book says it's going for 20000 but on this, you know, you, you're able to negotiate and have someone actually sell the car to you for 15000 and yeah, you got a car um, for 15000 that was really worth 20000 mm-hmm. right? So that's kind of the same principle when it comes to a mortgage, just, you know, hey, you may be under contract to buy something at this amount, but once that appraiser comes in and gives their opinion of value, if it comes in more than what you're under contract for, that's just, hey, you have equity. You have an asset that's more than what you owe on it, which Mm -hmm. is always good. Yep. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So having equity in your property is great. And then, you know, statistics show that um, homes have been appreciating for what between average besides COVID, maybe three to five percent a year. Yeah, that's the average over time, yeah. Your value of your property has been increasing about two to five percent per year. So if you're already starting off in a positive as many years as you hang on to that property, it's with hopes that once you are ready to move on to your next property and sell, that you have tons of equity that you can take out. And we've talked about, you know, what you can do with your equity and how that benefits you. As a um, as a buyer. Correct. now, what happens when your appraisal comes in low?
0: Yeah,
1: that's the part that gets a little tricky, right? Mm-hmm. Because the lender is not going to um, they're not going to lend you money on a house that appraises lower. So using that magical number of three hundred thousand dollars again, if your value comes in at 290, then the max that the lender is going to lend to you is 290 Um, and that difference between what your value is and what the sales price is if you're at 290 versus 300 you have then three options you could either renegotiate with the seller ask them to bring that sales price down to the value so the appraised value you can, if you love that home, if, say, this is, you know, this is going to be your forever home and you want to invest in this property and you see the vision, um, you could pay that $10,000 out of pocket. Or, if you guys cannot come to an agreement, then you both can simply walk away from the transaction. Now, there are um, different rules that are in place. I'll let you go ahead and talk about the water Rule. Yeah. Um, but this one is specifically for VA. Loans, so again, specifically for VA loans, and I'll let you jump right into that one.
0: yeah, so first thought, just wanna before I do that, just take a step back and and say when the appraisal is actually done, right? So once you're under contract, you know, typically when the seller and buyer both agree on terms, we have what's called a ratified contract. Then once that happens, you know, in most cases, there is a home inspection that's done, right? Mm-hmm. So then the home inspector will go out that's something that's not required in the transaction it's something that
1: doesn't a, give you value
0: doesn't give you value it just gives a list of the condition of the house and the different things that a home inspector feels maybe needs to be taken a look at prior to buying or just giving you a heads up hey this you know hvac is you know it's 10 years old so it probably has only a couple more years left on it or whatever right mm-hmm. they're just going to give you a breakdown so you kind of have a a clear understanding of some of the different things you probably can't just see with the naked eye, right? Mm-hmm. That a professional can actually uh, point out to you and give you a report on. So boom, home inspection's done. You still feel good. Everything's looking good. That's when we order the appraisal, right? So that's actually like normally one of the last things that happen right before you close on that home, right, is the appraisal. Mm-hmm. Um, so and
1: we, and we hope that, you know, it, it's never a situation where it's too far off because your yeah. real estate agent should be... Um, basically, doing what the appraiser does, they should be running the comps for the area, seeing how houses sold within the within a mile, within six months ago, yep. and determining based on those sales the value of your home. Correct. And so, it's just basically that extra step that the appraiser takes that your real estate agent should be doing. So, your agent shouldn't be too far off Correct. from the appraiser. Correct. In most cases. Correct, because
0: they're looking at the same data. The data yeah. is exact same. The data is the data. Yeah, and it's just you an know? opinion, you know, typically kind of average out what you're seeing and then that's what it is, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but yeah, jumping back into it, speaking about VA purchases and the Tide Water Rule. So obviously we mentioned before in this area, we do a lot of VA purchases because of the, her- the military presence here. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is when there's a situation where an appraiser is going out, they do their inspection, um, they look at the house, they do their. They, they have their report and they're getting ready to send it out. If they're seeing that the a value that they're coming in at is less than what the contract says, they're going to send out what's called the Tidewater Rule. And the Tidewater Rule, what it does is it allows the uh, listing agent and seller to send information to support the current sales price, right? Because that's typically what happens, right? The listing agent and seller... Come to come up with an amount that they say, hey, this house is worth, and this is what we're going to sell it for, mm-hmm. right? So if an appraiser comes in, is like, hey, I'm not getting that. They're not going to tell you how much they're coming in at. It could be a thousand dollars less, or it can be thirty thousand dollars less. It could be a wide range, mm-hmm. but they're not going to disclose that. They're just going to say, hey, I'm coming in low, and I'm going to give you forty eight hours to be able to send. You know, typically it's comps. If there's any type of justifications on square footage, anything of that nature that needs to, um, you know, to be to be spoken about, that's what the uh, tie water rule is there for. Right. So it just basically gives you that last hurrah to justify, hey, this is why I'm trying to sell the house at this amount. Right. Mm -hmm. And so they'll send that information over to us. Uh, We turn it in to the VA and to the VA appraiser. And then they'll look at the data that 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 listing agent and seller sent and they'll look at what they did as well and they'll come up with the final decision at that particular time you know and sometimes i've seen situations where they'll look at it and they're like ah that's kind of a stretch they're kind of reaching to try to get this i think that the house is is worth what i initially was thinking right yeah sometimes though they'll look at it and they'll say hey you know what i can kind of see what's going on here maybe i use this comp or maybe i was looking at it from this lens so they'll use the all the information with the listing agent um, came up with and also what they were looking at and then they'll come up and say hey you know what I can see now why I can justify the house to be worth what you guys are under contract for so mm-hmm. it's really still up to the appraiser to make that decision but it does give it does give that list agent or seller kind of that last chance to you know to send information Prevised, to support yeah. mm-hmm. to support that uh, current sales price.
1: Yeah, so the water Rule, again, only applies to the VA loan, but it does allow the opportunity for the listing agent to, support, to provide supporting documentation to how they came up with that sales price for the appraiser to review it to confirm if they missed something, basically. And then, you know, they'll gather everything together, make a final decision, and then they'll issue out the appraisal. And then from there, it's up to us as the lender to kind of notify all parties. Correct. as to what that um appraised value is. Now, that's just with the VA loan. Correct. Now, with anything like your conventional loan and your FHA loan and I even believe a USDA loan. I haven't done too many USDA's, but um th- there's no <laughs> there's no um heads up on value. Correct. So, when the appraisal comes in, it's it basically it is what it is, you know. Yeah, yeah. Now, there are um appraisal reconsiderations that can be done. yeah however, it actually works in the opposite. So the appraisal reconsideration would have to come from the buyer mm-hmm. And so it's it's kind of one of those catch 22s, right? So the buyer has to submit for the reconsideration but the catch 22 is is that now you're basically as a buyer, vouching that the listing agent information is correct and you're agreeing to buy it at this higher price um, by asking the appraiser to reconsider the value and kind of like double up on work to make sure that what they gave was correct and i just i don't see the benefit of that as a buyer (laughs) I just you know. feel like, <laughs> so let me tell you this, you
0: know, you're a hundred percent. As correct. a buyer,
1: I would never go to a seller and say, Hey, you know what? I really want to pay your sales price. Even though the value came in, like, <laughs> correct. Like, I would never do that, but it is something that can happen. And you typically see it happen when that buyer's in a tight spot, but correct. I think that if you stand on it, if you stand on your word, and you stand, you could potentially get through it and work it out. But yeah. re, appraisal reconsiderations—they're out there if you want to reconsider an appraised value. But it's—it's it's just funny to me.
0: Yeah, it's not like you said. Normally, the times you see appraisal consideration reconsiderations is when it's on a refinance, right? So let's say there's a refinance. And you know, you're already living in the home and you're thinking the house is worth something, and you're trying mm-hmm. to maybe do a cash out refinance where you're actually taking equity out for, yeah. for whatever reasons. Mm-hmm. Then as a borrower you can actually request for an appraisal reconsideration and they can reconsider the value. So those situations are a little bit more common. But again, there's not very many refinances going on at, right mm-hmm. now at the time. No. So refinances as overall are are down or not, you know, not common. And so then on top of that, those situations are even less than, you know, less common than that. But when it comes to as you mentioned, most of the time it's not in the buyer's best interest to reconsider the value, right? You're really just helping the listing agent try to potentially sell the house for more than what that appraiser initially mm-hmm. comes mm-hmm. up with when it comes to value. Now, I've recently mm-hmm. had a situation where it was a VA purchase, um, so the Tie Water Rule was um, was put out, right? Mm-hmm. And so the listing agent was like, "Hey, you know, okay." They sent over the comps and everything, and the what happens is with the Tide Rule, as you as I mentioned, they reviewed the information and they still said, hey, no, I'm, I'm not seeing that. You know, this is what the value is. And they came in, I want to say it was like $19,000 less than what the initial sales price was. Right. Cool. And then this was a this was a flip. So this was an investor who fixed the house up and was selling it. So I guess their bottom line, that wasn't good enough. So they were really upset. So. They were also in this situation giving the buyer, who I was doing a loan for, closing cost assistance, Mm -hmm. right? And the buyer was pretty tight. They didn't have, like Sophia mentioned, they didn't have, you know, money to pay their own closing costs, right? So in that situation, they were asking now the buyer to not, you know, to come up with their own closing costs, right? They said, hey, hey, now we're trying to sell the house to you if, you know— We were expecting to sell the house to you for a certain amount. It came in $19,000 lower than what we were anticipating, and we can't take a loss on that and also pay for your closing costs. So the buyer was like, well, I can't afford to pay my closing costs. So the buyer was like, hey, what we can do is we can try to do a reconsideration, right? Mm -hmm. So even though it's not normal for a buyer to want to go do that, they, in their best interest, was going to do that to hopefully maybe have it come in higher, to where it would justify the seller now to still help and contribute with closing costs mm-hmm. or just showing good faith. Hey, I'm trying to work with you. So could you still work with us if it still comes back low, you know, at that $19,000 lower than what we're under contract for. So we went through that, that process and, The reconsideration came in and still the exact same amount that uh, the initial appraisal had, and the the seller just had to walk away. I mean, it was seller and buyer both had to walk away because the seller just said, hey, I'll just try to sell it to somebody else. Maybe the value comes in higher on another one, which I... I don't know. Normally, it works out. Normally, the buyer and seller, because both of them are determined to um, try to have it sold, especially at that particular time, because they were so close. We were Mm -hmm. literally, we could have closed the next day once they agreed upon it. Mm -hmm. But the seller wanted to roll the dice to take the chance of getting under contract again and then hoping that another person's opinion of value came in higher, which I just think the seller. Got some bad information, the listing agent that we're stretching on trying to get something that really just wasn't there. Mm. So, yeah, those are your rare did situations. Did you
1: save the address? Because I would like to know what it's sold for. I,
0: oh, yeah, I have it in my system, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to keep it. I mean, <laughs> it, it was the house looked nice. I mean, it was a flip. They did, they did nice renovations and everything. But I think that they were like, you know how during the pandemic people were like, you know, selling it for like 10, like whatever. The, the top comp in the neighborhood was sold for a certain amount, and they would put 10,000 on top of that because they said, hey, this just looks this. But mm-hmm. if the comps don't support that, then the comps just don't support it. Exactly. And I think that's one of the situations that were going on, or I know that's what was happening with this uh, particular situation. So, But one thing I will say, I don't even know if me and you talked about this, Sophia, what I'm hearing is coming down the pipe because, you know, kind of switching lanes a little bit, but it kind of piggybacking off what I was just saying, you know, when you're selling a house, a seller has to worry, as far not worry, but a seller has to pay out the buyer's agents' cost, that listing agents' cost, and then also potentially uh, many closing costs that they're given and their own closing costs. So a seller is essentially paying out anywhere between nine to like eleven percent um, in cost when it comes to sell a house, right? But there's something that they've been talking about recently where they're looking at starting to have buyers. Now starting to starting to pay for buyers agents cost. Mm-hmm. So have you heard about that at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something that I've heard. Um, I don't know if it's something that's just gonna maybe start top of 2024, maybe before then, or maybe it's just conversation. But I'm starting to hear a lot more. You know, when they say when there's when there's smoke, there's fire. I'm hearing yeah. a lot more people talk about it. A lot more press being talked about it. Um, even people I know that's kind of like in that. Place that kind of is aware of things when it first comes out or when it's getting ready to come down the pipeline. They've even said, "Yeah, this is something that's a real thing." So you know, that's something that I'm very interested to see um, if that does happen. Because if it does, one thing I'm a definitely as an investor, I'm gonna start selling a lot more homes because that's that's more money. I don't gotta worry about paying no more as a as a seller. Kind but of. it also help. It hurts though because a lot of our buyers don't have oh, the money. So
2: exactly.
1: I, I'm I mean, wondering they're, how they're
0: gonna like how they're gonna do that. Like that's gonna be kind of a tough tough thing. You know I mean? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see.
1: Yeah, the know? only way I see that working is if you can roll in the agent's commissions to the loan. I mean, that's the only way because, I mean, they're struggling to make, to pay their own closing costs, honestly. Correct.
0: Correct. Correct. So, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like I said, we'll, we'll see. I'm That'll just,
1: slow down the ho- housing market for sure. Yeah,
0: that would for sure. Correct. For sure. Correct. Correct. So, I mean, that's the thing. I don't know. I mean, we're... Maybe maybe they feel like they but need to up is, the standard on a buyer and who's buying a home. Maybe that's yeah. a part of that part of it. But I mean, right. I'm I'm hearing that this is something that's a it's it's going to be probably a reality here sooner before later. So we'll wow. see. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, better save those coins. Yeah. Right. 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 All right. <laughs> Do what you can. Yeah. You know, I mean, mm. it doesn't matter what your you know what your income is. You have to save. You have yeah. to save something. Nobody's saying to save half your check, but. every paycheck, $100 every paycheck, Yeah, you know, whatever you can save and and put it out of sight, out of mind, open a bank account that is very hard to access and just, you know, have that money. You you know, nowadays you can set up um, allotments with your employer. So it, it doesn't even come to your bank account. It actually goes directly, direct, you know, directly via direct deposit to that, side account so you don't even see it you don't even have to allocate it yourself but you can you know set it up that way so you can actively start saving so correct correct you can definitely get savvy with your savings if you're really serious about saving money because nowadays you know depending on what state you live in jobs ain't guaranteed you know a lot of companies are what they call it um at at something employer what is it
0: uh at at work at home no, no, no. What, what
1: what what is it called when your employer can let you go for no reason?
0: Oh, um I mean, that's we're in the Commonwealth of Virginia. That's basically what it is yeah. here. I mean, it's a, it's called a right, a right ex, to work. Yeah, a right yeah. to work,
2: you know, state, yeah. 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 Like you mm-hmm.
1: you don't have to do anything wrong if they just don't have that position available anymore, then what you're going to do? Correct. You're not going to be able to pay, you know, your um your uh your bills, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. And unfortunately, thank God that there's a lot of employers that really care about their employees and they wouldn't do that. Correct. But at the same time, it can happen. Correct. Uh, if your company's going broke, what, I mean, what do you expect for them to do? Correct. You know? Correct. So, just save. Long story short, save as much as you can. Absolutely. All right. So, earlier in the segment, we asked you guys a mortgage-related question. And today, we asked you if you are buying a property... Um, can you pick your own appraiser?
2: Uh,
0: Drum roll.
1: If you're using a lender. I'll have to throw that in there. Yeah, if if you're you're getting financing. If if you're you're getting getting financing from a lender, do you pick your own appraisal? So drum roll. Mm -hmm. So the answer to that question is no. Mm -mm. You cannot pick your own appraiser Mm -hmm. unless you are buying a house cash. Then if you want to have an appraiser go out there and you want to pick your own appraisal, by all means... There's nobody that is backing your loan. It's your cash. You can do what you want, right? You don't have to have an appraisal if you don't want to. But if a lender is giving you the money to finance and purchase that property, you cannot pick your own appraiser. You are only allowed to pick your own home inspector, your own title company, your own lender, and your own real estate agent. But no, no, no on the appraisal.
0: Yeah, yeah. They want to, no again, kind of piggybacking off the you know, the main subject of what we talked about today, they don't they don't want it to be an interested party in any way. No. Yeah, they, they want it to be somebody random who doesn't have doesn't have any kinship or friendship, you know, with the buyer, with the seller, with any party involved. Right. Mm-hmm. They want to make sure that it's just a clear decision on value. And that's what it is, because obviously, if you have a family member who does it, you know, they're going to have your best interest. And when it comes to lending and in the investment of someone getting money for this it, it just blurs the lines and that's something that sure um you know we just don't want it to happen right we don't want to keep create that environment where that is you know how things are being you know done
1: yeah so, exactly yep. exactly so um the appraisal is the only thing that you are not allowed to shop yeah. everything else you can shop around yeah for the most part yeah including us Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so what you got coming up
0: um. Shoot. This week, I got, well, this past weekend, I don't even touch on my, this past weekend, my kids had their, uh had a concert at their school, so it was the end of the year concert, which was pretty cool. I mean, they had like an outside. Your, your, school,
1: your school always does stuff on the weekends. They don't want to do, do. It during the school
0: day? I, I don't know. I don't know. They <laughs> do do a lot of stuff on Saturdays or Sundays, man. That is, That's uh, so funny. That is true. I guess maybe just to try to get. Full participation, maybe I guess people's jobs working throughout the week or something. Maybe they're saying, "Hey, yeah. on the weekend, um, you know," because we. I mean, I know there always is full participation every weekend, every time it, you know something happens. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was cool. Both my kids sang. I had videos of them. It was funny. and you know, My daughter sung. My my son did as well. And that's kind of his thing. So he was uh he was very excited about that. And then they had like an ice cream truck come through, and okay. we sat outside, talked to some of the parents, and kind of had a good time. So that was pretty cool. Um, also, this past weekend, I went to uh, went golfing on Friday, which was pretty cool. Um, went to the uh, Sticks and Vines Soiree. Mm-hmm. Um, that was on Saturday, so that was a pretty good time. Um, a couple of my buddies, we got together and our wives and kind of kicked it, so that was cool. Okay. Um, but, yeah, this week really is just uh, my kids are getting out of school on Wednesday, um, so they have a half a day. So, you know, just kind of spending time with them. We're looking at getting, getting a hotel down at the beach at one of the newer um, – it's a new hotel down there on the north end on, uh, I think it's the Embassy Suites right beside the Marriott that we really like. So we're probably going to check that out. I know the restaurant downstairs, that tacos and tequila restaurant, just opened up this past weekend. Oh, um, so, that sounds
1: good. Yeah, yeah, it tacos do. they do? Yeah,
0: it do. I mean, I don't know about like the tequila it. part, but. I'm
2: going to check yeah, that out. Yeah, yeah. So we're
0: going we're gonna to go check that out. Um, most likely, and then probably try to hit up Bush Gardens as well. Maybe okay. later this week before it starts to get really, really warm outside. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: So this week I am jam packed worth of stuff. So um, this past weekend I had to braid, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm pretty good at braiding, I would say, but I had to braid my daughter's hair. I would I hate doing it. Um, but I had to braid two of my kids' hair. Um, we had volleyball on Sunday. My my daughter's potential date came to volleyball to ask me, the mom, if he could um, take her out or invite her, be her guest. What is it called? I don't even know. Her date yeah, for they, their oh, eighth man. Dance. That's dance. That's,
0: that's serious right there.
1: <laughs> I was so like. What did you say? I said, yeah. You did? Yeah. Yeah. You give
0: him a hard time at all? I know how no, you do.
1: No, I did. You didn't give him a hard time. You didn't no. give me a hard time. You be give me a hard time when you. Didn't I give, do, <laughs> but I, I didn't give him a hard time because he was he was super nervous. Like, okay. Yeah. He was so nervous that he almost missed his opportunity to ask me because oh. we were getting ready to leave. Okay. But because he was so nervous, because I did go in with the intention of of messing with him, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But um, I just was like, yeah, you can you can take her or whatever. So. Actually, they're going to come over, take pictures, do this whole, you know, almost kind of like prom, but not really. Because it's like 8th grade prom, I guess you could say. Yeah, I
0: mean, that's, yeah. 8th grade prom is, I mean, it's a thing. I remember my 8th grade prom. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So, Mm -hmm.
1: that was cute or whatever. But tonight, um, we have, my daughter is the president of her student body. So, she has to speak for the 6th and 7th grade award grade award ceremony and yeah. she has to speak at the eighth grade award ceremony and they have sport awards on thursday so tonight we're doing the award ceremony for sixth and seventh grade then volleyball right after at the oceanfront okay tomorrow is her award ceremony for eighth grade wednesday is my middle child's third grade um third grade uh, open house night thursday is the award ceremony for athletes friday <laughs> is volleyball again and Dang. then saturday is the dance <laughs> so i'm just Dang. like oh my god like every single day i just got crazy stuff and then i still have applications that i need to work on fires that i need to put out you know Jeez. people actively calling yeah. still trying to work out paperwork with my um with my um my suv so it's just it's just a a whole lot of oh, stuff. I'm going pra- on I'm gonna pray this for week. you, girl.
0: This week you got a lot going on. I do, night. I
1: do. Every yeah. night I have something going on. I'm I'm pretty much gonna be bringing my computer wherever I go. Yeah,
0: makes sense. Or calling
1: you to help me out. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah,
0: it'd be like that. I understand.
1: I know, yeah. I know. I was not planning on this week being this crazy, but yeah, that's like just that. how it. How, how,
0: how it's, how the tree shook.
1: Yeah, but yeah. next week we out of school, so mm-hmm. I don't have to wake up early. All <laughs> I gotta do is take one kid to school. Oh my yeah. gosh, you know? How, oh, I'm so relieved. Like, you, <laughs> my daughter has to be on the bus at 6:50 in the morning. Mm. It's very, very hard when you got three kids, three different times, and you're trying to manage and do all this stuff. So, yeah, yeah I was. Um, I'm excited for school to let out. I heard for that. For sure. For That's sure. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um outside of that um I really don't have anything else coming up. I know that professionally we have um we brought back food truck Thursdays. We're doing that, that um fine. in June, July, and August. We got um Why Not Wednesdays. Did you ever sign up for sign us no, up for? Yeah, I so yeah. hopefully we'll get a spot booked in July for Why Not um Wednesdays. That's always a good time. Um typically there's a band every Wednesday throughout the summer that comes in town center and they basically play for, and you sit there and watch and you eat why not um, pizza. So um, we will entertain different real estate agents that we work with actively to come out, have a good time, just to kind of show appreciation outside of the other things that we do for appreciation. But um, so that we, we got that coming up. Um, I know that I got a couple closings that I have to go to, um, coming up here and it's just, you know, the balancing act, Mm -hmm. my cape,
2: Mm -hmm. you
1: know? (laughs) I hear you. I hear you.
0: It sounds like a lot. It is a lot.
1: Yeah. Too much.
0: Yeah. You know, you you know, I got you. If you need anything, just let me know. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: yeah. For sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, besides that, you got anything that...
0: No, nah, that's it. We can go into the quote of the day.
1: All right. Well, you know we always like to leave you guys with a po- on a positive note. Mm-hmm. So today's quote of the day, you want to go ahead and I'll do the honors.
0: Okay. All right. Today's quote of the day is just one small positive thought in the morning can change your whole day.
1: And that it couldn't be more true. Yeah, that's yeah.
0: true. That's true. Yeah. yeah.
1: You wake up thinking positive you should result in positive absolutely
0: yeah like i said we always think a lot of the times we always with our quotes man it's always about that mindset right so setting the tone for the day that's why i typically like to you know go to the gym work out in the morning just kind of set the tone for the day i feel like i've accomplished something it was tough i had to like mentally get prepared for it um you know during that time i kind of just think about like my family. Um, you know just work just a lot of different things trying to just you know kind of really prioritize my mind how I'm yeah. gonna attack the day just like I'm attacking whatever I'm doing within that workout man and I feel like a lot of times the you know if you do that if you have that right mindset about things man I mean you'll it's funny how the day turns out more positive than negative versus you know having that negative mindset going into the day yep. so, yeah that's
1: very true Yeah, that is very true so that is all the time that we have for you guys today please follow us on IG and Facebook Mine's is SKB underscore mortgage.
0: And I'm uh, Brian with the Y underscore Royster.
1: (laughs) Thank you for listening to our podcast, and we will see you next week.
0: See you next week.